0: Moving out of the past and into the present. That's the topic today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Joe.
1: Hey, God is busy, has a lot of things. He's always in motion. But the question I ask is what causes God to stop? What stops God is a heart that is sincerely seeking Him. It stops Him in His tracks.
0: How much do we really need God's touch, word, and light in us? Well, that's the topic we'll be exploring this weekend here on the New Bold Steps Weekend program with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today as we continue this message on the life of Bartimaeus from the book of Mark, we'll see how this blind man moved from being stuck to stopping Jesus. This message is part of our series, Bullseye Living, Staying on Target with God, and here's our Bible teacher, Mark Job.
1: His disciples scurry around, they run around, they find Bartimaeus, and listen to what they tell him. They say, cheer up! On your feet, he's calling you. You may just uh, slide over this concept here, but I want to just mention it to you. It says, throwing his cloak aside. Have you ever been around a homeless person? Do you know how dearly a homeless person hangs on to their cloak or their coat? It's like their home. Have you ever seen those? It's in the middle of summertime and, you know, a homeless person has a big downy jacket on, big burly cap, and you're like, ha, this bird is They have to be hot, just like I'm kind of hot here this morning too, huh? Why? Because for a homeless person, that's what they sleep in. That's their comfort. That's their life. That that brings security to their life. This man, think about it, this man stood up and threw his cloak aside. Now have you asked yourself why he threw his cloak aside? Why would he take one of the few possessions in life that he had and throw it aside? Why didn't he take it with them? Why didn't he fold it up and say, hold on, let me fold my blanket and meet you. Why did he throw it aside? I believe I know why he threw it aside. I believe he threw it aside because he knew... I'm leaving an old life behind, I'm never coming back to that. I have an expectation that I am entering a new season of life and I'm never going back to what I used to be again. That old thing, that's part of my past. But here's what I want you to understand, that oftentimes it's crisis in our life that magnifies our need for God. We need Him as desperately now as we do in crisis, but crisis magnifies our need for Him. Bartimaeus was more intense than the rest of the crowd because he saw his need more. I'm wondering right now in your life how much you really think you need God. I mean, really. Really. Oh, I know you want God, you're here, you're worshiping. I'm glad you came. But really, if you're honest with me, how much do you really need Him? His touch, His word, His life in you. You see, because if we're not careful, things are going well in life, we don't really know how much we need Him. Although we're all in desperate need of Him. But I believe that God shows up when people are seeking him with all of their heart. In fact, I believe that some people really resist showing how much they need God, especially men. There are some people, some of you men that I've talked to, and you've told me, Hey, I've had to walk out of that church. Why? Why would you walk out? Because I felt like I was going to start to cry, and I had to walk out because you don't want to show that God is working in your life. Some of us are afraid to show how much we really need God. But I love what Bartimaeus did. Bartimaeus, the more people told him to quiet down, the more people told him to not be so loud, not seek God so intensely, the more it fed his desire to seek God. And he called out louder, and he he pursued God the way he knew how to pursue God. He wasn't He didn't care what people thought about him. His only desire was to get the attention of God. Listen, when you stop caring what other people think and you start caring more about what God thinks about you than what other people think about you, then you've crossed a huge line. I had someone come to me this morning, a brother with tears in his eyes, and he said, hey, Pastor, I just want to tell you, I've been attending this church for about a year He says, you know what? God really touched me this morning. It's the first time I've ever been to that altar for prayer. He said, God really touched my heart. The second thing that I want you to understand, I'm talking about how to get out of our area of being stuck. The second thing I want you to understand is this, is that you must come to Jesus with the expectation that you will never return to your old life. Notice what happens here in this passage. It says that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And then it says, and I love this, it says that Jesus, in this big crowd of people, on a mission, he knew that he was headed to Jerusalem, he knew that the cross awaited him. The Bible says that Jesus stopped. What stops God Hey, God is busy, has a lot of things. He's always in motion. But the question I ask is what causes God to stop? What halts God? What makes God say, hold on? I'm on a mission. I'm going somewhere, but stop. Let me tell you what stops God. What stops God is a heart that is sincerely seeking Him. It stops him in his tracks. And he looks around. He hears the voice. He can't see him because the man is sitting on a blanket. Everybody's standing. He's sitting on a blanket. Jesus stops and he says, bring him to me. His disciples, they run around. They find Bartimaeus. This is what they tell him. They say, so they called the blind men, cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. I'm sure some people around Bartimaeus were thinking, I should have been screaming too. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. Now, here's the other thing I want to point out to you. This You may just uh, slide over this concept here, but I want to just mention it to you. It says, throwing his cloak aside. Have you ever been around a homeless person? Do you know how dearly a homeless person hangs on to their cloak or their coat? It's like their home. Have you ever seen those? It's in the middle of summertime and you know a homeless person has a big downy jacket on big burly cap and you're like, "Ha, they have to be hot." Just like I'm kind of hot here this morning too, huh? Why? Because for a homeless person, that's what they sleep in. That's their comfort, that's their life. That that brings security to their life. This man, think about it. This man stood up and threw his cloak aside. Now, have you asked yourself why he threw his cloak aside? Why would he take one of the few possessions in life that he had and throw it aside? Why didn't he take it with him? Why didn't he fold it up and say, hold on, let me fold my blanket and meet you? Why did he throw it aside? I believe I know why he threw it aside. I believe he threw it aside because he knew I'm leaving an old life behind. I'm never coming back to that. I have an expectation that I am entering a new season of life and I'm never going back to what I used to be again. That old thing, that's part of my past.
0: You're listening to the new Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Jove, and we'll return to the second half of Mark's message that's encouraging us to stop hanging on to the old things from our past. But first, let me encourage you with a listener letter we recently received. This listener says, Over the last 10 plus years, I only thought I had found the Lord. However, I was still surrounding myself with darkness. In the last year or so, I've taken the further steps of being baptized, giving up alcohol, gambling, and pornography. I also have been attending my church regularly. I've been spreading the gospel of Christ to the best of my ability and have never felt better in my life. Thank you for the everyday positive message of the Lord, which keeps me focused. Well, if you'd like to write to us and share your bold story, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop a card or letter in the mail to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. Or connect with us online at BoldStepsWeekend.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon. But right now, let's get back into today's message. We're all in different places in our lives, but that doesn't mean we can't learn from one another. So without further ado, here's the third and final point from our lesson from the life of Bartimaeus, the blind man.
1: You see, some of us, we need to have that kind of faith. I believe that some of us jump out of the boat like Peter did and we hold on to the edge of the boat. We say, here I come, Jesus. But, but, but you don't fully let go. You're hanging on to the past. I think some of us need to have the faith of the blind man, Bartimaeus, where he throws away his cloak and he says, I'm leaving it behind because I'm never going back to it. God gets a hold of your life and you come to the altar and you say, Pastor, God's got a hold of me. Man, I'm leaving my old life behind. Man, I used to, there was a girl that I was with and, and, and she's no good for me. I'm no good for her. We just were using each other. Man, I'm over that. I'm giving my life to Christ completely. Great. Have you called her up and told her? Well, not yet. <laughs> Why not? Well, just in case. Just in case what? Well, just in case it doesn't work out, you know, I have to have something to... Oh, wait a second. You see, faith says take the step completely. You know what the Greeks used to do? History tells us that the Greek armies, when they were invading a new land, they would uh, would arrive on the shores of that new land and the armies would uh, disembark onto that territory and the very first command that the Greek officer would give is burn the boats and they would set a torch to their boats because they wanted the army to know there is no going back we are here to stay we're here to conquer this is a new season in life there's no retreat we can't look back and say let me keep the safety net there we're going forward it's a new season it's a new life and there is no going back I believe that Jesus many of us in life we don't go forward because we're still hanging on to the past and God is saying, move on. Move on. It's, all, it's called a new season. Bartimaeus got up, he threw his blanket blanket behind, it was a symbol, I'm not going back to my old life, I'm not going back there, it's a new season in my life, I'm tearing up that old black book with all those names, because I'm not going back, listen, I'm getting out of this because I'm going into a new season, even if I wanted to go back, I can't even go back, I'm moving forward in faith, not going back ever to where I was before, I'm moving forward in a sense of expectation. Some of you, as I talk today, you are between the old life and the new life. You're you're riding the fence right now. You're looking over the fence saying, yeah, I want it, but I'm not sure I want to let go of this. I'm, I'm, I'm edging toward it, and boy, are you awkward. God, I want to step forward. Okay, all right. You're stuck between the old life and the new life Some of you like what you see, you're hearing about it. There's a sense of faith. You're you're dabbling in the new life, but you've never made the plunge. You've never totally said, All right, I'm going. You're afraid to completely let go and totally go God's way. Some of you are afraid because you're not sure what God's going to ask of you. The third thing I want you to understand out of this passage is this you must come to a point. or a place where you can speak out in faith your need before God. So finally, Bartimaeus comes before Jesus. He says, call him, cheer up. He brings the blind man, Bartimaeus, comes right before Jesus. And I love this. Look what Jesus says to him. What do you want me to do for you? Now, does that strike you as a strange question? He's blind, it's obvious, he comes before Jesus, hello, healing, sight. Here's the thing, anytime Jesus asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer, because he always knows the answer to everything. But if Jesus asks a question, it's because he wants us to learn something through the interrogative process. He's asking him a question so that he will learn something or do something that he's unwilling to do up until this time. Jesus is leading him to the next level. Do you know there's a difference between believing something in your heart and being able to speak it with your mouth? How many of you know that you crossed a line, sort of a new line, when you had feelings for your fiance and the day that you said I love you was a new season? How many of you know that? How many of you believed in God and were getting close to God but the time, the day you said God I give you my life and you spoke it out with your mouth publicly, how many of you know you crossed a new line? You see I have big burly strong guys that are all about their girlfriend and put their arm around them and cuddly and this and that and honey and slap her on the rear end and she's my woman and all this. And, 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 and want everybody to know, she's my girl, You know she belongs to me, we're together. I mean, we've been together for a long time. And then finally the day comes, I say, well, marry her, would you? And then these big, strong, burly, tough guys, their knees start shaking in a ceremony where they have to say, I do and they, about to pa- they pass out, and they're nervous. Why? Because they're about to say something with their lips that makes them committed like never before. Now, I always tell these big guys, hey, I don't care if you, if you pass out or not. We're going to prop you up, slap you up a little bit, you know, give you some time. You're not going to get out of it just by passing Now, Don't worry about that. So, we're going to go forward and through with this thing, no matter if you pass out or what happens to you. But what's the deal? The deal is I'm finally going public with some words words of commitment. I felt it in my heart, but now I'm speaking it publicly with my mouth, and there's a line we cross. It tells us in Scripture in, in, in Romans chapter 10, it tells us that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that you believe and are justified, but it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. You see, what, what what Paul is telling us is that some people believe, but if you don't believe enough to speak it, you probably haven't believed enough. Don't give me this stuff about, well, I believe in my heart, I got my own walk with God, and God knows my heart. But let me ask you this, I'm I'm all happy with that, that's great. But you know what the Bible says? Unless you're willing to declare it with your mouth and you haven't believed enough, it's not just a private thing, it's a public thing. Just like marriage is not a private thing, it's a public thing. If you're really serious about marriage, you're going to go public with it. You're going to say, I do, in front of a whole bunch of people. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you cannot be a private closet Christian. You have to come to the point in your life where you come out of the closet and you make a public decision and you say, I do follow Jesus Christ and I profess it with my mouth that he is Lord of my life. I don't keep it to myself. It's not a private thing. It's a public thing. You cross a line when you do that. Jesus was having Bartimaeus cross a line of faith. And he said to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do? And for the first time in his life... Bartimaeus said, I want you to give me sight. He just spoke in faith something that God had put in his heart, something that had driven him. But for the very first time in his life, he's speaking the need in his life and looking to Jesus to say, Jesus, I believe you're the one that can meet this need. He's speaking it out to God, and God responds when that happens. Something changed in the spiritual realm. Something happened in the spiritual realm that had never happened before. Suddenly, he's speaking something in faith, and God is meeting him. Where his request is, it's specific, it's real. I need you to change me, God, specifically in this area. You see, that's the way faith is. Now, notice what Jesus says. The blind man said, Rabbi, the word here in the Greek is rabboni, which is not just teacher. It's sort of a souped-up form of teacher. It means teacher and Lord, rabboni. I want to see. Jesus simply says to him, Go! All the eyes are on Jesus and this blind man. The crowd pauses to hold their breath. Little kids poke their head through to see the blind man. Jesus says, Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight. And followed Jesus along the road. Let me ask you a question. Who healed the blind man? Jesus did. Why does Jesus say, your faith has healed you? Hear me well. This is really important. This is really important. The power of God flows via the channel of our faith. Everything good that's released from God comes via our faith. God wants to save. He wants to heal. He wants to deliver. He wants to answer prayer. It's stored up in God, ready to be released in God, but God looks for faith where it can be released into. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe, first of all, that He is, and secondly, that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Do you understand? There is nothing that is released from the hand of God without faith. Faith means that we believe it inside and are willing to speak it with our mouth and are willing to take steps out towards it because we trust God for it. This man was healed by the power of Jesus But it was released to him because he was willing to believe and have faith enough to pursue God. I want to close with this. I want you to hear me really, really well this morning. There are some of you right now that live between the transition of where you're stuck and where God wants you to go. And some of you are saying to God, God, why do you have me in this place? And God is saying to you, I don't have you in this place. You have yourself in that place. Some of you are stuck not because God wants you to be stuck. Some of you are stuck because you have placed yourself in a position that only God can liberate you from. And God is willing and wanting to. But he needs you to intensely seek him with faith, believing that you can go to the next place where God has you for. Some of you have gotten so used to the blanket. You're comfortable. You think that's life. You're stuck there. I'll never change. That's where I'm at. And God is speaking to you. God is making you become discontent with that blanket that you're in. God is making you see the reality of that blanket. It's dirty. It's infested. Is that how you want to live forever? Is that really where you want to be? God is saying, lift up your eyes. Move out of this transition. Stop being stuck. I have a new place for you. If you're willing to step into it,
0: that's Mark Job reminding us that we need to take steps to change our ways. What a powerful challenge, Mark. And I know that as motivated as we are to take that first step is a lot harder than it sounds, right?
1: It really is. However, I believe that God creates a holy discontent inside of us where. I think sometimes we wake up and we realize, do I really want to continue this way? And, and until our heart, like blind Bartimaeus, is like, I, I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to change. Until that's stirred within our heart, chances are we continue to live the same way.
0: All right. Thank you, Mark. Well, that concludes this series called Bullseye Living, Staying on Target with God. And we'd love to hear how these messages have been encouraging and challenging you in your daily walk. To let us know you're listening, write to us or address Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. Once again, that's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610 or connect online at boldstepsweekend.org. And then while you're online, be sure to check out our latest Bold Action Gift. It's a book written by Drs. William Marty and Boyd Seavers that offers a complete overview of the Bible's most important takeaways, book by book. This valuable resource is our way of saying thanks for your support. So call us right now at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. And if you're interested in having the book come alive right before your very eyes, then join Mark and Dr. Michael Radelnik as they journey through Israel next year. Explore the places where Jesus walked or splashed through the streams of Tel Dan. This 10-day messianic journey through the land of Israel departs May 21st, and you can learn more about this fantastic and unique opportunity online when you go to boldstepsweekend.org. And then don't forget to like or follow us on your favorite social media platform. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram as Bold Steps Radio, and we look forward to seeing you there. Well, that's all the time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to come back next weekend when Mark talks about being fully devoted. Our message comes from Second Chronicles, and you won't want to miss the message. That's coming up next weekend, right here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.